You're listening to Mission Lab. Mission Lab. From our living new man, Benjamin. Here's our parents, Sean and Camille Brace. Hello friends, welcome back to Mission Lab. This is episode 76, which I am entitling The Gift of Discipleship. The Gift of Discipleship. So this is going to be an episode that Rob Bell would call a sermon. Ha, I know, um, he's not the first person to ever use the word sermon, but uh, you don't expect a episode to be called a sermon when it's a podcast, somebody recording in their living room, talking to themselves into a microphone. Actually, I'm in my kitchen today, but that's another story. So I'll get right to the, to the thrust of it. Let's cut to the chase. So my text this morning for my sermon will be actually be coming from the book of Jonah of all places. And this sermon spoke to me before I decided to speak it to anybody else. But Jonah, Jonah chapter four, perhaps you've heard the story of Jonah before. It's kind of a famous biblical story. There's this prophet, just brief overview, Jonah who is told by God to go to Nineveh and to tell the Ninevites that God will destroy the city in 40 days. Now, that's a whole other other issue, theological issue, but Jonah doesn't want to go to Nineveh because Nineveh was like the capital of debauchery, and he didn't want to go, so he, he ran away. Uh, he tried to get on a boat. The boat, God sent a storm to shake the boat and the other guys in the boat, to make a long story short, threw him overboard. He was swallowed by a big fish and uh, eventually he kind of repents. The fish spits him out and then he goes to Nineveh like he you know, was told by God to do. So he goes and tells the city, goes from one end to the other and says, you know, repent, repent. God is going to destroy the city. And the Ninevites, they reform, they repent. They turn their, their lives over to God. And uh, God relents and he decides not to, to destroy the city. Now, again, there's all sorts of theological questions. This sermon is not about those theological questions about God's vengeance or wrath or destruction and all that. That's another story. You and I can talk about that at another time. But so Jonah, after all this happens, gets upset with God because he's like, ah, man, I knew you were going to be merciful to these people. And now I look like an idiot. And um, I told him that you were going to destroy the city and you didn't. And uh, what's the deal with that, God? So Jonah 4, um, Jonah goes up and he sits on a, well, I'll read it. Starting in verse 
4. Then the Lord said, I'm reading from the New King James, is it right for you to be angry? Because again, Jonah's upset. God, I'm angry. I went to the city. I told him you're going to destroy it. You didn't. Now I look like a fool. So Jonah went out of the city and he sat on the east side of the city. And there he made himself a shelter and sat under it in the shade till he might see what would become of the city. He's kind of still waiting. Okay, God, do something here. And the Lord God, this is verse six, prepared a plant and made it come up over Jonah that it might be shade for his head to deliver him from his misery. Nice of God to do, right? So Jonah was very grateful for the plant. But as morning dawned and the next day God prepared a worm and it so damaged the plant that it withered. And it happened when the sun arose that God prepared a vehement east wind and the sun beat on Jonah's head so that he grew faint. Then he wished death for himself and said, it is better for me to die than to live. Then God said to Jonah, is it right for you to be angry about the plant? And he said, it is right for me to be angry even to death. Verse 10, but the Lord said, you have had pity on the plant for which you have not labored nor made it grow, which came up in a night and perished in a night. And should I not pity Nineveh, that great city in which are more than 120,000 persons who cannot discern between their right hand and their left and much livestock? That's the end of the story. That's the end of Jonah. We're just left there. Jonah's like, we don't know what happens. Um, but the point is, by the way, God's like, this is a whole other separate topic, but God apparently cares about the livestock as well, the cattle. Um, but here's the point here. And, and this is, this applies to many different areas of life. But the point that jumps out to me is the sense of entitlement that Jonah has. Instead of being grateful to God for all of his mercies along the way, he has a sense of entitlement and then frustration when the thing or things that he supposes are his rightful lot are taken away. So specifically this plant, that, that's the part that I zero in on. As God said, you had nothing to do with this plant being grown, and yet you think you're entitled to have it after I take it away. So instead of just being thankful for something that he benefited from for even a season, he was upset with God for taking away taking it away, even though God was the responsible agent for giving it to him to begin with. So that I mean, I, as I said, this this idea can apply to many facets of life. In fact, I probably postulate all facets of life. But I've been thinking about this recently in relation to mission and discipleship, because here's what's been going on in my heart. So 
lately I have been experiencing what Brene Brown calls foreboding joy. Foreboding joy. You ever hear of this? Foreboding joy is the emotional experience where you are hesitant to and afraid to experience joy because you feel that the thing you experience joy about will be taking, taken away. So like, that's why it's the sense of foreboding. And I, I, I was reviewing my, um, my, I don't know, last nine months. And I was thinking to myself, every single time that I have expressed joy or gratitude, especially publicly for the things that God has done missionally and within our church, every time I've done express gratitude, like that thing has been taken away. So like, I don't know, maybe back in February, one of my, uh, one of the administrators for our, our regional church work said to me, Hey, how's the restart going on a scale of one to 10? And I said, Oh, 10, 10 out of 10. And he's like, wow, that's pretty impressive. Cause you don't, you know, you're not given to overstatement much. And I was like, Oh man, it's been so going amazingly well. And wouldn't you know it, like not long after I said that, things started kind of turning around a little bit and going in the opposite direction. So yeah, so then, uh, I don't know, a week or two later, a month later, uh, I put on Facebook, you know, we put this, uh, we, we were multiplying our children's classes and I, you know, we put a praise on Instagram. Oh, isn't it great? We have so many children coming that we're multiplying. And then once you know it, like, not that we've decreased our attendance by our, with our children, but, um, yeah, it's not been, the growth has not been as much as it was before. Then, uh, we've had some financial, uh, success, quote unquote, where it's gone a lot better than we anticipated. And so I put this big message on Facebook. Yay, look at this. God is blessing. And then, yeah, wouldn't you know it, our finances start going in the opposite direction after I share that praise. And then most recently, I was putting on Facebook, hey, it's great. Our our uh, average age of those attending on Sabbath morning um, is gone down by a decade. And then wouldn't you know, at the next couple Sabbaths, it was like nothing against old people, but there's like no young people there anymore. So now again, never mind the fact that all these are focused on our Sabbath morning gathering. That's as I talked about last week, we've been doing that. But, um, the same thing happens with sort of discipleship with those that we've been discipling. It's like, we praise God. Oh, isn't it great? These people are, are, are being discipled and they're going deeper in God's, you know, vision for their life. And then next thing you know, you don't see them for a while. This all came up in my mind actually last week when I was out for a run and I ran into, um, almost literally, but I ran into a friend of ours that has been involved with our missional community and has been involved with our church, broadly speaking. And he and I have spent a lot of time in direct, 
you know, discipleship and mentorship. And I hadn't seen him in like four or five months. He's actually been on this podcast before, but we're going to remain anonymous. And as I saw him and I talked to him, I had, I I had um, like, it was there. I had some mixed emotions because it was like, now, you know, he happened to say to me, oh, I've missed you. You know, I can't wait to get back together again. We have so much to talk about. But it's like I I had some mixed emotions because I was thinking to myself, um, I envisioned that this would like progress to a point that it hasn't progressed to at this point. And like I was all excited and celebrating, you know, the journey and now it's almost like a point of regret because it hasn't gone where I thought it was going to go and how foolish of me to have made a big deal about this and I thought it was going somewhere else and it didn't. And so it was at that moment that I had an aha moment and that is simply this. I realized that my gratitude over this journey has been largely a gratitude of what I think it is ultimately becoming rather than a gratitude for what it is at that moment. In other words, I need to view every moment of mission and discipleship as a gift. And I should be grateful to God for that moment, my gratitude should not be based upon what I think it is becoming. You get what I'm saying? So like, let's say, for example, this person that I'm, I'm mentioning, let's say they, like, I never saw them again, ever again. We had a lot of moments together. We had a lot of time together. We, had, we, we, we spent a lot of time studying scripture together, yada, yada, yada. Um, should I... Should I withhold gratitude because because it didn't go where I thought it was going to go? Like that moment is a gift. And, you know, same thing. Let's say we have 100 people who come this Saturday to our worship gathering. Um, What if like should I should I only be thankful that they're there because in my mind, oh, something big is happening here and we're going to get some momentum and a movement and God is finally like bringing this to a climax or should I not just simply be grateful because those hundred people were there that moment and even if they never return even if they never come back isn't that moment a gift and why does it have to be about something bigger and I think this is where the missional discipleship gift comes in because it's it's tr- teaching me and maybe others to be more grateful again for what I have rather than what I think is coming to me. And um, yeah, obviously, you know, as a pastor, as a as a missional missionary pastor, like. We can get caught up in the trap of trying to be, quote-unquote, successful. 
and you know we think our value and our worth as a pastor is directly related to how many people are being baptized how many people are coming to faith how many people are coming on saturday morning and that's that's almost viewing people as a commodity and as a material i don't know material possession and not as individuals whose stories and lives are worthy of attention regardless of where we think it's going with them and you know that individual i i ran into um you know a, a month or two before he had called me up and just out of the blue we again we hadn't seen each other in a while and um he said uh you know he was just really stressed out needed some prayers he was going through a lot of anxiety and it's like again like even if that's what it only ever is isn't that what god has called us to do is to be in someone's life for their benefit and not ours and so the gratitude is the result of those moments, not again about the big picture. And that's, I think that's kind of what, you know, I've, I've realized is that, yeah, so many times like I found, I, I realized that when I've been so excited and so grateful and praising God, cause Hey, this is great thing is happening. What I'm really saying is I'm grateful to God because he's doing something big and this is going somewhere. And again, it's like with Jonah, there's Jonah. It's like God gave him the plant and it says he was grateful for the plant, but I think he felt then entitled to, you know, the plant forever. Like he, he, it belonged to him. And these people that were discipling, these people that we get to serve and we get to bless, um, they don't belong to us. They don't belong to me. They don't belong to anybody else. They're, they belong to God. And it's, it's God's prerogative to bring them in our lives and take them out of our lives whenever he deems appropriate. Now, of course, you know, there's questions of theological questions of sovereignty and free will and all that. But I, I'm, I'm able to um, believe that God, you know, even though he doesn't control human beings, he can work his will in such a way that, you know, he can invite people in and out of it as he deems fit and necessary. So, um, yeah, again, maybe this is not scratching where you're itching, but I know it's a relevant realization for me. It's like, all right, I can be grateful for the moment without having the sense of foreboding because I'm not entitled to anything in the future anyway. And I'm not entitled to success. I'm not entitled to be a part of a major movement that, sh that shakes the world. All I have is what I have right now. And even if it never goes anywhere or it's taken away at some point, that doesn't mean I can't be grateful for that moment. So that's what I'm just trying to do. I'm trying to be more mindful of that. And, I th and it's been helpful for me lately. 
Like it's all gift. It's all gift. The gift of discipleship. Um, I've been reading uh, once again, which has been really helpful for me. It's a great reminder. Um, 1000 Gifts by Ann Voskamp. Uh, I've been, you know, dropping in and out of that book for a while, as I do with almost all books. And it's just been, again, a, gr- a great reminder of this idea that all is gift. Like, we need to be grateful for all. And um, yeah, so hopefully I adequately explained what I feel. This is one of those things that I've been trying to process and and articulate, but maybe it hasn't been as perfectly articulated as I'm feeling in my inner being. But the bottom line is discipleship and mission are gifts from God. And each moment is a gift. And if God decides to take those future moments away, that's within his divine prerogative. And I have no... I have no right to be upset because it it doesn't go where I think it's supposed to or should or will go. Um, I can just rest in the reality of God's gift of discipleship and mission in my life and uh, not have to worry about it. So that's my word for you this morning, uh, as it is here, it's morning. Um, Hope you are challenged and blessed by it. And it applies to everything in life, you know, whatever it is, material possessions, uh, relationships, it's all gift. Um, We're not owed anything, Um, but God graciously grants us these things. So that's what I got for you today. Thanks for tuning in and we'll catch up with you next time on Mission Lab. Thank you for listening to Mission Lab. Our theme song is Portland Hike by Tiny Music. Additional editing by Chris Ogay. Follow us on Twitter at MLabPodcast. Podcast.